Oh. 
It's after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
שתתי לך מחולי על כל פשעי. גם בימים ששכחתי אותך היית תמיד בחיי. בכל הדרכים שהלכתי בעצם היית לי נר לרגלי. הייתי Let's go, buddy. 
Good morning and welcome to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world in the web, jmtheam.org, and we uh, give a special greeting to those who are tuned in from around the world on the NSN app. And um, I thank those of you who are listening in from everywhere. Today is the... 8th of September to 24th of Elul. Today is the first day of school for many in our community. We wish everyone a very successful, peaceful, and healthy school year ahead. And um, I want to thank Mayor Fertig, who sat in yesterday on Labor Day here at JM in the AM and presented, as he always does, a uh, wonderful morning radio show. It is so painful sharing difficult news on these airwaves. And these days, because rarely are we the ones to break the news to the community, it's sometimes even more difficult to reflect back to the news that we all heard hours ago and discuss it on these airwaves and ponder why, oh, why, Things like this have to happen. Uh, it is um, it is obvious that the Lower East Side community and the Riverdale community are hurting very, very badly this morning um, because of the accident that happened yesterday on Route 17. And it's obvious even more so that the families and relatives and friends of those who perished yesterday are um, certainly hurting to a degree that we cannot even imagine. But in so many ways, because of the way our community is and because of the way our community works, everybody, even beyond Manhattan and Riverdale, 
are hurting this morning as we reflect back on the news that we heard last night of this horrific accident that took place in the Catskill region. I am no, uh, I am not equipped to, um, to tell you about the lives of uh, Beth and Morris Vitelowitz. And there will be people who are much better equipped to do so in the subsequent days in the appropriate forum. But um, to say that they were pillars of the Lower East Side community, a community that I know so well for over a quarter of a century and even more than that, is an understatement. It is going to take a very long time, and again, I'm not even conjecturing what their children and family are going to be going through and are going through at the moment, but it is going to take a long time for the the community to recover from this horrific episode. By the same token, of course, Yehuda Baim of Riverdale, who was engaged to uh, Shani, He, at his young age, was uh, a victim of that accident yesterday as well. And there is something about our collective Jewish community which is so remarkable. How we feel each other's agony. And how when something happens... We all seem to be able to relate to it as if it happened to our very own close-knit family. Our uh, condolences, at the minimum, and our love and sincere messages of support, care, and concern go out to both families from all of us here. And I don't just mean here at this incredible place for us as a Jewish community to gather, but I mean the Jewish community really worldwide, and certainly those people who are uh, in the New York, New Jersey area. Not much else to say. It's a... um, It's a sad day, certainly, and one that, like I say, impacts the whole community, whether somebody knew the family or not. These are roadways we've all been on a million times. We all, this time of year especially, think about our own fate and mortality. And um, when things like this happen to really incredible people who are loved so much. It is just so difficult to understand and so hard to come to grasps and come to grips with, I should say. JM in the AM at 14 minutes before 7 o'clock on this Tuesday. Ironically enough, today has been designated as a day of Jewish unity. I say ironically because these types of episodes tend to unify us. And today we're going to be doing something we don't normally do, and that is during the 8 o'clock hour, we're actually going to be saying to Hillam together something planned way before anything that we heard about yesterday. Uh, the world 
the Jewish world, the free world, I would argue the world in general, is in a very precarious state. And on the political landscape and on the um, leadership landscape, there are many question marks. We are about to enter a new year. Uh, as I said, for many, today's really a new year because a lot of people out there are starting their work today, are getting back after a break of whether it's two weeks or much longer. And for many people, it's a, and for most people, um, we all feel the, um, the oncoming year. For many of us, we're, we're hoping it comes soon enough with its blessings. And showers us with those blessings. So with all this in mind, we are going to be saying Tehillim together in a unique format later on this morning in the 8 o'clock hour. I thank our friends from Achenu who have put together this Day of Jewish Unity and it's attracted estimates at this point have half a million people who are going to be participating in one way, shape, or form starting at 7 a.m. this morning, just minutes from now. Saying Tehillim and setting aside literally two minutes just to do this as a community, as a Jewish world. So we'll do that coming up and uh, plenty more here on a Tuesday morning broadcast. I thank you all for tuning in to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County is at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world in the web, it's jmandtheam.org. I call it. 
Hey! 
Yosef Chaim wraps up the hour via Data Hayom. Oh, yes. Zachreini done by Yonatan Sheinfeld. Shlomo Kalbach with Acha Shalti. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. Broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Obviously, if we're informed of any uh, funeral information in regard to the Fitelowitz and Baim families, we will uh, certainly pass it along during this program. Otherwise, I'm sure all the usual sources will have information as the day goes on. Saying of Tehillim publicly together on the air after 8 o'clock this morning, coinciding with our Day of Jewish Unity. More details coming up at JMNAM. Galit Sal, Israel Army Radio Newscast, next at JMNAM. <laughs> הנרצח בן 38 מהקוש היה מוכר למשטרה מתחום הסמים, נורא בידי מתנקש שהגיע לחוף הסוסים בעקו, לא ברור אם ברכב או באופנוע. הנפגע טופל על ידי מדה ולבסוף נקבע מותו. שוטרי תחנת עקו הציבו מחסומים בניסיון לאתר את המתנקש הנמלט. שלוש שנות מאסר נגזרו על מהנדס מתעני החבלה של ארגון הפשע של שלום דומרני, כתבנו רמי שני. העונש שנגזר על העבריין אדי מכלוף לאחר שרושע בהכנה ובנסיעת מטען חבלה עומד על שלוש שנים. השופט אליהו ביטן ביקר את העונש שהוטל עליו במסגרת הסדר הטיעון וקבע כינוך החונש של שש שנות מאסר שנגזר עליו בעקבות הרשעתו בעבר בהפעלת מטען חבלה, עונש של שלוש שנות מאסר בפועל מקל איתו מאוד, וכך גם העונש שהוטל על שותפו להכנה והובלת המטען המסוכן אברהם זהבי. משבר הפליטים באירופה, סגן קנצלרית גרמניה אומר שארצות תוכל לקלוט חצי מיליון מבקשי מקלט בשנה הקרובה, כתבתנו פרי אשל. סגן הקנצלרית זיגמר גבריאל דרש ששאר מדינות אירופה יתרמו לפתרון משבר המהגרים. דבריו באים על רקע הערכות ש-800 אלף מבקשי מקלט יגיעו רק השנה לגרמניה. במקביל, פורסמו נתוני האו"ם לפיהם 7,000 מהגרים הגיעו רק אתמול למקדוניה. גורם צבאי בכיר אומר שפיגוע ההצתה בדומא בוצע בוודאות על ידי יהודים. כתבנו ענבל תמיר. הגורם הצבאי הבכיר אמר, אנחנו יודעים חד משמעית שזה אירוע טרור יהודי, כדאי שלא נתחיל לספר לעצמנו סיפורים, אין פה שום ספק. יש רצון גם מוסרי וגם תועלתני להגיע למפגעים מהר, אמר הקצין, אבל בסוף אנחנו רוצים שזה יעמוד במבחן בית המשפט. בהתייחס למעצרים המנהליים ולגל צווי ההרחקה המנהליים לשפילי ימין מאז ההצתה, הוא אמר, כשאתה מבין שיש תשתית פעילה בשטח, אתה קודם כל עושה מעשה כדי להרחיק אותה משם. מיוחד לגל"צ, המשורר יוסי גמזו, שכתב בין היתר את הלהיטים "איפה הן הבחורות ההן?", סימן שאתה צעיר וזו יפו, מספר כי נקלע לקשיים כלכליים. הנה קטע מדבריו בריאיון לעינת פישביין. לימודי הספרות ומדעי הרוח בארץ הם מדעי שפע למדרגה, ואנשים, לא אני לבד, אנשים כמוני, שבקושי גומרים את החודש, מציעים את כוח עבודתם, את ניסיונם, ואנחנו מבקשים לעבוד, לא מבקשים נדבות, מבקשים לעבוד ולהתפרנס בכבוד ולתרום מה שאנחנו יכולים ויש לנו קבלות, ברוך השם. שדה התעופה באילת נסגר להמראות ונחיתות בשל האובך הכבד. כתבנו ניתאי הנביא. עקב תנאי מזג האוויר לא מתאפשרות נחיתות והמראות בשדה התעופה באילת. חברת ארקיע הודיעה על ביטול הטיסות הפנים-ארציות עד סוף היום, וישראייר לא תקיים טיסות עד השעה שבע וחצי בערב לכל המוקדם. הנוסעים של שתי החברות יהיו זכאים להחזר כספי, ולרשותם עומדים שירותי הסעה בתשלום מנמל התעופה. שדה דוב פתוח להמראות ולנחיתות. ברשות שדות התעופה ממליצים להתעדכן על מועדי הטיסות בחברות התעופה 
ומזג האוויר, העובך הכבד צפוי לשקוע רק בלילה, עומס החום יימשך לפחות עד לסוף השבוע. ולסיום, ערב ראש השנה מונה אוכלוסיית ישראל כשמונה מיליון וארבע מאות אלף תושבים. כתבתנו יונה לייבזון. לפי נתוני הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה, מאז ראש השנה אשתקד גדלה אוכלוסיית ישראל בכמאה ושישים אלף בני אדם, מתוכם כעשרים ושמונה אלף עולים חדשים, עלייה של שלושים וחמישה אחוזים לעומת השנה העברית הקודמת. במהלך השנה נולדו מאה ושבעים אלף תינוקות. לפי תחזיות הלמ"ס, בין השנים
J.M. in the A.M. with Simcha Liner. Tuesday morning broadcast. My thanks to uh, Mayor Fertig for sitting in yesterday and uh, taking care of our Labor Day edition of J.M. in the A.M. Full schedule today on the stream at jmtheam.org. Day one of season four of what we affectionately call the Nahum Siegel Network, NSN. Uh, the OU Jewish Reaction Show coming up after JM and the AM. Today focusing on uh, a whole bunch of culinary delights with some great experts before Rosh Hashanah. Uh, I thank the OU, uh, the Orthodox Union. OU Jewish Reaction Show, one of the long-running programs on NSN. And now I am honored to be the uh, host of the show as Ellie Hagler gets a hiatus. And that will be coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. Uh, well, the uh, information about the uh, funeral of Yehuda Baim has been posted. It is with deep sorrow we inform you of the tragic, untimely passing of Yehuda Baim, beloved son of Edith and Dr. Stephen Baim. The funeral... The funeral is uh, being held today at the Hebrew Institute of Riverdale starting at 1 p.m. with burial at the Cedar Park Bethel Cemetery in Paramus, Shiva at the Bame Home in Riverdale, New York. Our condolences to the Bame family, our condolences, of course, to the Fitelowitz family on the Lower East Side of Manhattan after this terrible, tragic accident yesterday. Um, if there is information before 9 o'clock this morning regarding the... Um, Funeral plans, uh, in uh, the case of the Fitelowitz family, we will certainly uh, pass it along to you before the end of this program. It's J.M. and the A.M. on this Tuesday. A day of Jewish unity has been proclaimed. Our friends at Achenu have um, asked everyone to participate in this special global event, which is going to include the saying of Tehillim and the short Achenu prayer anytime after 7 o'clock this morning, which is now. There are many uh, schools and companies and large groups that are going to be participating, and we will uh, be doing our own contribution to this and ask your participation after 8 o'clock this morning. And Rabbi Nachman Seltzer joins us from Belarus, where they are visiting uh, the uh, uh, graves of Torah giants, including the Chavetz Chaim today. That's Day of Jewish Unity, and we will have that for you in the 8 o'clock hour this morning here at JMNAM as planned, as we announced. Uh, 74 degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of 94. Clear skies tonight with a low of 74. Yerushalayim is now at 99 degrees with, we're told, sandstorms going on. We're at 74 with good weather expected on this Tuesday here at JM and the AM. Today is the first day of school for many. I thank all of you for tuning in and wish everybody a happy, healthy, and peaceful school year ahead. One in good health and one with great progress, no matter what stage in educational uh, or academic life you may be in. And we should share wonderful news in this upcoming year. And I thank those of you who utilize this program on your way to school for entertainment and information. 25 minutes after 7 o'clock, Alan Fagan, the head of the OU, is going to be joining us coming up. Uh, our day of Jewish unity observance after 8 o'clock this morning. Uh, it is day number one of the brand new season of the Nahum Siegel Network. Make sure to stay tuned in all day long on the NSN app and at jmnam.org. And again, unfortunately, we have this uh, tragedy that has... Uh, really impacted the entire Jewish world, as we mentioned earlier. Um, and uh, as we said, the funeral of Yehuda Baim is going to be taking place up in Riverdale at 1 o'clock today. And if we have information about the Fitelowitz 
family and funeral plans. We'll certainly pass it along if we get that before the end of today's program. More coming up. Yehuda Green, who was brilliant again this past Saturday night in Slichus with the Kalbach Shul. He is next at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday morning broadcast, 7.32, by David Goldwasser's words, Echonish Masar of Zebedin of Yosef Alevi, and Esther Basar of Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser. Just a moment. Oh, boy, just a moment. We'll get this straight in a second, I think. Okay, we'll continue with a little bit more music. We'll be back in just a moment here at JM in the AM. And Esther Basar Yosef Halevi, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learned that Tshuva Tfila Utstaka, 
repentance, prayer, and charity, Mavirin Esroya Hagazera, has the ability to change even a decree that is negative. Tfilin Staka can exist simultaneously with hate, with sin, but Shuva erases the sin. If there is no sin, there is no punishment. So why does it say Mavirin that Hashem passes over? Why not Mevatlin that it is completely annulled? The Medrashraba relates that Nebuchadnezzar once dreamed a very terrifying dream that was interpreted by Daniel. Daniel told Nebuchadnezzar that he would be exiled to the forest and he would look like one of the wild animals of the field. He would eat the grass. His hair and his nails would grow long until he would realize that Hashem rules the world. Then he would be returned to his kingdom. Daniel gave Nebuchadnezzar an Eitzah to be mevatel the Gezerah to annul the decree by simply giving tzedakah charity. Nebuchadnezzar then opened his storehouses to the poor people. However, about a year later, he became too comfortable and he instructed that all the storehouses should now be closed. At that moment, he lost his mind. He was banished to the forest. It was seven years before he raised his eyes towards heaven and acknowledged that Hashem is the ruler of the world. At that time, he was returned to his kingdom. The Chavaz Chaim gives a mushal of a running river dividing two parcels of land which can't be crossed. It cuts off communication between two people. In order to establish communication, they either have to create a riverbed in between or build a bridge across the river. It's certainly easier to build a bridge. However, if the bridge breaks, the person will fall back into the water and drown. That's the difference between tshuva and tzedakah. Tzedakah builds a bridge. However, tshuva dries up the avera. When the Nebuchadnezzar opened his storehouses, he held back the gezera. But the moment he closed them, the bridge broke and he fell back into the water. The gezera was still intact. This is what tshuva means. Even if it's the beginning of tshuva, then tefillin stoka will be mavir. Even though it's not yet mevatel, it doesn't annul the sin completely, the person will continue on the road. They will reach tshuva shlema, complete repentance, and then be given a life filled with blessing and success. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. of our Elul chauffeur blowing. Chauffeur blowing ends on Friday and then, of course, picks up again in earnest on Monday, the first day of the brand new year on Rosh Hashanah. 20 minutes before 8 o'clock on this day of Jewish unity, we will have a special Tehillim uh, uh, service with Rabbi Nachman Saltzer, who is in Belarus with this amazing delegation of rabbis uh, who have put together the day of Jewish unity under the banner of Achenu. We'll do that in the 8 o'clock hour this morning here at JM in the AM. We mentioned earlier that the uh, Fitelowitz and Baim families are 
suffering, of course, this terrible tragedy which is being felt throughout the entire Jewish world. Uh, there is no information yet regarding the uh, Feitelowitz family and the uh, funeral information, but the Baim family will be gathering with family and friends at the Hebrew Institute of Riverdale at 1 o'clock today for um, Yehuda Baim's funeral. And our condolences, of course, to both families from all of us here at JM in the AM. Well, I mentioned earlier that... Um, I mentioned earlier that today is a, uh, although the celebration is somewhat tempered because of the news of the day and because of the situation in this world in general, today we get to celebrate somewhat uh, the start of a brand new season of the Nachum Siegel Network, NSN as we affectionately call it. It's season number four for us. I mentioned that right after this show, I have the privilege of hosting the OU Jewish Reaction Show on Tuesdays at this time, or I should say Tuesdays at 9 a.m. And today we're going to take a close look at what everyone else is taking a close look at today, which is, of course, some of the culinary delights with some of the experts on Rosh Hashanah cooking and Rosh Hashanah cooking, blogging, etc., etc. And I get to do that uh, for an hour this morning, courtesy of the OU, and we thank them. And the, speaking of the OU, the Orthodox Union, the Chief Executive Officer of the Orthodox Union is Alan Fagan. He is in studio with us this morning. I say good morning to you and wish you a happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. We cannot get... To the new year and its new blessings fast enough. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Wonderful to be here. I appreciate that very much. I said to you somewhat kiddingly off the air that you know you could have stayed in the business world and continued your amazing career and all the impact you've had, even in our community while you were doing that, uh, and avoided all these Jewish communal issues of which there are so many these days. I, I, I said to myself, if you and I would just sit during this segment to discuss all the difficulties that the Jewish world has and all the problems that need to be solved, we would be here quite a while. With all that in mind, are you happy Are you happy having assumed the position as Chief Executive Officer of the OU? On, on most days. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nachum, I, I, I can't say that uh, uh, every day is uh, filled with satisfaction, but overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly uh, so. And with all of the difficulties that challenge us on a daily basis uh the satisfaction of being part of the solution for many of those issues is absolutely enormous you are coming off yet another banner summer and you know that i for the last couple of summers have been intimately involved in these summers because of the age of my kids and i knew all about ncsy summer programs and incredible work with israel etc we had spoken about it for years on this show but now I see it from a parental standpoint, from this type of viewpoint. It, it is just unbelievable. There are no words to describe the life-changing experiences that these kids are having. I, th- I think that's absolutely right. Uh, you, you see it now as a parent. Uh, I saw it uh, this past summer uh, as a grandparent. Uh, <laughs> one of our uh, grandsons was a madrich at the NCSY Kolel. It was a truly extraordinary uh, summer. Uh, we had record numbers of participants this summer. Uh, when I was in Israel just a few weeks ago, I was there together with 1,700 uh, young people that we had brought uh, to Israel uh, uh, this summer, participating in a whole variety of summer programs, uh, about 1,100 of them with NCSY, several hundred more with uh, Yachad on their signature Yad Biyad uh, program. It was uh, a truly extraordinary summer. I knew the figure was around 1,000. I didn't realize it got all the way up to 1,700. My gosh. Yes, with, with the Yachad participants, we had a, we had a banner year uh, for Yad Biyad and, and uh, uh, together with uh, with their staff, uh, close close to 1,700. And you continue to announce 
the expansion of the summer programs. I mentioned to you off the air some of the news we heard over the weekend with more programs coming under your umbrella, which really means the following. It means that it's going to be administrated by a really good administration, and the program is going to be is going not only going to be good, you're going to find the right personnel to lead the program. I think that's really the key. The key is you have people who somehow, and maybe it's like this in every department of yours, who somehow are able to find the right person or people to lead that specific program. Absolutely. Uh, almost every program that we run, uh, the key to the success of the program is the quality of the staff. Uh, and we are blessed with with an extraordinary uh, group of staff in summer programs, in our educational programs throughout the year, in NCSY, in Yachad, uh, in synagogue services, in birthright, up and right. down uh, through through each of the programs uh, uh, that we run. Uh, we're looking at uh, two new programs uh, for next summer. Right. Uh, we will be bringing uh, on board uh, an affiliation that began last summer uh, with Maor, uh, a program for uh, young women uh, in drama and the arts. Anybody who reads about it, everyone's impressed. Everyone's impressed. We're very, very excited about starting this niche program. I think it will become the beginning of a trend uh, to operate additional niche programming uh, for students with a passion in a particular area. Uh, and a new JOLT program uh, run by uh, Rabbi Noam Weinberg, who's just uh, uh, really uh, uh, a phenomenal uh, educator. So we're very, very excited about our existing When did programs. this become official about Rabbi Weinberg? Uh, it uh, became official at the end of the summer. Wow. You can, you can imagine me as a Masoranik Nick how I feel because his, his, he's unbelievable. He really is. He is unbelievable. We're very, very, I am somewhat yeah, sad that he's leaving us, but I am very happy that he's coming to us in this capacity with Jolt. My gosh. Wow. I just found this news out on the air from you. So it's, uh, I didn't realize that that was the plan, but my gosh, it's, it, there are going to be a lot of kids who are going to benefit from that. Alan Fagan is here, CEO at the OU. Um, so that, I mean, that continues to flourish and, you know, people wonder, you know, today, for instance, I just mentioned that the OU Jewish Reaction Show, which I have the pleasure now of hosting, is concentrating like everybody else's this week on kosher food. And obviously nobody does kosher food better than the OU that we know. But it, it is, look, look back in history. The organization could have gone in so many different directions. The fact that, that the commitment was made to the community beyond Kashrus and then the commitment went as well as it did, is, is somewhat miraculous. It, it's miraculous. I think it's a testament to an extraordinary organization and an extraordinary uh, staff. We, we now take uh, all of the revenues that we derive from Kashras and put them back into the community in the form of community-based programming. I don't know of any other organization uh, that uh, treats its responsibility in that regard in the way that we do. And it just works so well. All right, there are a lot of challenges, we said. This has been a very interesting summer, to say the least. Your uh, Israel, uh, or I should say OU Public Advocacy Department, has been very, very busy. Some people wonder, is this at all effective? Do you get the idea at all that we as a community, and, and of course your organization, one of the organizations that has led the way, is having an effect in Washington, has made some impact over the last couple of months? You're on the front lines. You You have the big meetings. Is there a way to determine that all this has been worthwhile? You know, there, there are various ways to, uh, to measure uh, impact. Uh, if, if we look on the federal side, particularly as it relates to what we've been uh, involved in over the last several months, which has been the Iran uh, deal, uh, 
one way to measure is whether this deal will pass. Right. Uh, certainly it looks at the moment like the votes are there to do it. Uh, it we will bring uh, tomorrow uh, to Washington several hundred Rabbanim uh, to speak out against this disastrous arrangement that it looks like we are about uh, to enter into. Uh, that advocacy does not end. Uh, we continue to hope and to pray uh, that we can turn around the minds of those who appear to have been made up thus far. We think it's enormously important that the vote be as narrow as possible. Uh, and equally important, there will be a day after. Uh, and so much of our advocacy effort uh, relates not only to the passage of the deal uh, and our opposition to it, uh, but also keeping our eye on the need for achdos, which you've talked about a lot today, sure. uh, the need for an equivalent amount of achdos as we move forward beyond the vote, whatever it turns out to be. There are so many things on the agenda for our government uh, as it relates to Iran and the situation in the Middle East. Uh, just by way of example, uh, uh, the military, the qualitative military edge that Israel has always enjoyed uh, now seems under threat as the United States will pay off on commitments made to other countries uh, in the Middle East uh, as a condition for their at least tacit approval uh, of this deal with Iran. We need to make certain that Israel maintains its qualita- qualitative military edge. That means delivery of the F-35 fighter aircraft that's been committed to Israel. It means, in our view, uh, delivery to Israel of the MOP, the Massive Ordnance Penetrator, uh, uh, so that Israel has the capacity, should it become necessary, uh, uh, to be able to defend itself uh, in ways that it cannot now do. Uh, it means supplying Israel with the type of aircraft necessary to deliver that weapon. Uh, it means uh, expanding the uh, joint research and development programs that have been underway with regard to the detection of terror tunnels. And on and on, there is a long, long list of items that will confront us over the coming weeks and months. And I think it's absolutely imperative uh, that we as a community uh, focus uh, not just on the short term, but on the longer term as well. Also, it's not a bad idea to remind our public officials that that we'll be there to battle. We'll be there. Every time you make a decision, we're going to be watching very closely, and we have a right to react the we way have, we feel it's appropriate. We have a right to, to react. We have an obligation to be vigilant. And, yes, we will be there, and, yes, we will have a very long memory. Yeah, no question about it. And today we do expect uh, – to tomorrow, tomorrow, I should say, we do expect to be a successful day. Again, we don't know if it will have immediate impact in terms of people changing their minds, but when we look back at tomorrow in Washington, one will only be able to conclude that it was a successful day. I, I think that's right. Uh, uh, just the gathering itself, I think, will be a historic moment. Uh, uh, a moment that will focus on our prayer and our practical action. And I think that that is a combination uh, that is absolutely imperative for the Orthodox community. It is how we have always historically reacted. We react with uh, concrete steps and we react with prayer. Alan Fagan is here, Chief Executive Officer at the OU.
Um, before this program began, we were speaking off the air, and we got into the subject of Kiruv and how vital, according to everybody, including many Torah giants, it is these days. You know what impressed me tremendously, and I'm sure you saw the same email? I got an email over the weekend of the new national board of NCSY, meaning the kids. You, did you see the cities that they're from? Did yes. you see the, the different and diverse areas that this board now covers in terms of youth work and youth leadership in the United States? They are from all over the country. NCSY now operates in uh, 200 communities across the United States. Uh, it has uh, uh, become uh, uh, a fully national uh, movement. Uh, we are looking for a substantial expansion over the next several years. Uh, <laughs> Meaning, uh, how much more could you expand? Well, you know, I have I've said both to NCSY and to our board, and I say to all of your listeners, for every kid that we now work with in NCSY, somewhere between ten and fifteen thousand a year, there are three or four kids who we can't reach. Uh, I'll tell you a, a just a. a an incident that took place this summer that so moved me. I spent uh, the night of Tisha B'Av with a group that had just returned to Israel from Poland uh, on the Ann Samson Teen Jerusalem journey. Mm. We call that right. bus uh, TJJ Poland. Right. It's a remarkable trip. Fifty public school kids who know virtually nothing about their Yiddishkeit first go to Poland and then from there to Israel. The night of Tisha B'Av, uh, we were on an open platform on Haratzofim. Uh, we read Eicha, and following Eicha, the staff leader of the group invited every one of these kids to compose their own kina. And if I tell you how these young people got up one after the other and recited the most moving poetry, explaining their experience in moving, not their words, mine, but but in moving from Golas to Geula. It, it was the most extraordinary moment, and I, I remember one young man uh, from a town in Pennsylvania that I had never heard of, a <laughs> uh, young man from public school, stood and recited this magnificent poem, but didn't read it. He said it to Echa Trupp that he had just heard moments earlier. Uh, it was such an extraordinary moment and, and such a, you know, we, we, we talk about Kirov, we talk about it in gross, and until you see it affecting the life of one soul, of one individual, you don't really understand the impact. Uh, it, it was a truly extraordinary moment. That is unbelievable. I can only imagine. So there's tens of thousands that you're reaching, but the problem is that for every one of those, there are plenty more that we're not reaching. Absolutely. And that's why we need an expansion. Absolutely. What a commitment that is. Alan Fagan is here talking about the uh, Orthodox Union. He's chief executive officer. Um, some of the work that you that you and your staff are doing, which sometimes goes, I don't, I don't want to say unrecognized, maybe under the radar, are things like OU Press, for instance, which continues to really impress people with the types of works that are being released. And I think that there are other departments that don't get maybe the attention, certainly not from us, um, that are working just as hard in many different areas of Jewish life. For people who think that it's limited to the three, four things we're discussing this morning, it's really way beyond that, am I right? It's way beyond. Uh, I, I think much of the work that Yachad does right. uh, remains unheralded. 
their work to bring true inclusion uh, to the population of Jewish young people and adults uh, with disabilities uh, is an enormous Kiddush Hashem. It's a service that we provide to the entire Jewish community. Uh, this summer we had, in addition to our Israel trips, uh, programs in a whole range of camps, uh, bringing oh, young everywhere. people with disabilities into mainstream camps in, in fully inclusive uh, programming. I think it's a little-known fact that our birthright program, we call it Israel Free Spirit, is now the third largest birthright provider in the United States. Uh, We had an incredibly successful summer. Uh, We measure our success not just by the number of participants, but in how we follow up with with those participants to make certain that the experience that they get, their first taste of Israel, uh, is followed by additional Jewish experiences thereafter. And our statistics show that of the groups that we bring on birthright trips, 17% of them remain at the conclusion of the trip for at least two weeks in Israel on some type of learning program. 17 is... 17%. That's quite which, a number. Which we think is an extraordinary that's, number. I would think 1% would be good. 17% stay for at least two weeks uh, in Israel to further their Jewish education, some for the very first time in their lives. And many, many others as they come back to campuses and or come back to professions uh, in the United States, continue with their Jewish learning. We have a very active program in partnership with Partners in Torah right. uh, to connect birthright alumni uh, with all kinds of learning experiences, both on and off campus. Alan Fagan, Chief Executive Officer at the OU, I take this opportunity to thank you. A lot of people don't know the story, but... When this radio program started, or I should say when it started, when I got here 32 years ago, most people left. And for some reason, the people at the OU took this very seriously. And we have enjoyed an amazing relationship ever since. And I mean most people really left. At this, you know, it couldn't last, this radio, little radio project that I started <laughs> or that I got involved with. And for some reason... I don't know. Again, this may be the reason why whenever you expand, you know, it goes well, because there they took, you know, th- this little notion of an idea very, very seriously. And I'm sure you see this every day. People in your departments coming up with ideas and all of a sudden, you know, months or years later, they're flourishing. So I thank you for that. All it takes is great people doing great things. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, I take this opportunity to wish you a happy, healthy and sweet new year. To you as well and to your entire audience. Let this year be one of peace and tranquility and security for all of us. Amen. And uh, one thing I didn't mention was just how much it's amazing. We talk about communal life, and the one thing we skip is OU Torah and the incredible work you're doing on the website and so many other ways in uh, making sure that uh, that that remains a priority in our community because what are we without that? So a big shout-out to those who are responsible for that as well. I thank you, and I'm sure we'll have an opportunity to speak down the road. A happy, healthy, and sweet New Year to everybody at the Orthodox Union. And again, we have the opportunity later on today to continue this amazing relationship. I thank them for allowing me to host the OU Jewish Reaction Show, which will come up at 9 o'clock this morning. My thanks to Alan Fagan. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM Dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. <laughs>
ולנו יש את מלך העולם, והוא שומר אותנו מכולם. מי שמר לא מפחד, את האמונה לאבד, ולנו יש את מלך העולם, והוא שומר אותנו מכולם. מי שמר לא מפחד, את
Before that, you heard Misha Ma'amin. Even some of the fast tempo songs have important messages that we play for you here at JM in the AM. Tuesday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. We have been speaking about this day of Jewish unity for quite a while. And the uh, Achenu organization, off of the incredible mission that Dirshu has led to Belarus, came up with this uh, fantastic idea. As we go, as we get closer and closer to high holidays, as we get closer and closer to this decision that's going to be made in Congress, and as we watch. With and follow with very great trepidation the news of the day. Uh, they felt it was a good idea, and they were so right that together we have a service to recite the Hillam, to recite the Achenu prayer. All the information is at dayofjewishunity.com, and they're asking people to participate, not just here on the radio, but at your place of work, in your yeshiva, your day school, wherever the case may be. And many schools out there and many companies and organizations have already signed up to be part of this Day of Jewish Unity. You can go for information to dayofjewishunity.com, dayofjewishunity.com. And we said we would participate by actually 
conducting our own little service here, which is a rarity for us. This is not what we normally do here at JMNAM, but we would use this opportunity. And, and in light of the news of the day, and in addition to that, the, uh, the tragic news we heard yesterday, which hit the Jewish community very hard, especially the Lower East Side and Riverdale communities, and knowing that the brand-new school year and a new start for so many is beginning, and knowing, of course, that the brand-new year and all its blessings, please God, starts on Sunday night, we decided to make an exception and to, in fact, conduct this service here at JM in the AM. On the other end of our telephone, uh, in Belarus, who could describe for us what type of day it's been and what this rabbinic delegation of great prominence has done, is Rabbi Nachman Seltzer. Rabbi Seltzer is a, a wonderful author, a wonderful speaker, and somebody who, uh, on the other end, uh, can help us conduct this uh, very important service as we try to do our best to unify everybody and to pray together on this very important day. Uh, Rabbi Nachman Seltzer, welcome back to JM in the AM. Nachum, it's a pleasure to be back. I appreciate that. Describe for our audience and for me what today has been like. We were told that the plan was for a rabbinic delegation, including yourself, to be at the grave of the Chavetz Chaim, to pray there and in other places. Describe to our listeners what today has been like. All right, so we leave Ben-Gurion last night. And we dive in Meyer the Mengoria. We get on the plane. It's a plane that's a charter plane. It's full of Gedolim. Everywhere you, you look is a Gadol, is a Rosh Yeshiva, is a Rav, is, an, is a Pesach, of Chaim's son, that's of Yosef's grandson, that's the Stipe's grandson. Then there's, you know, the Rosh Yeshiva of Kiryas Melech, and there's Rav Bransdorfer. We're talking major Gedolim, every single seat of the airplane. We land in Belarus. It's dark. The airport is slippery. The steps are slippery. They're, they're, it's been raining. We get on the bus. Their shoe, as you know, is very professional. They take care of every single detail. There's coffee and cake waiting in the airport, and everybody gets there. They get on the buses. They pull out, and we're driving to Radin in the middle of the night. And as we drive, you know, it's, it's 4 in the morning. It's, I'll tell you something interesting, Nachum. It, it was a funny story along the way where... Uh, a cat got on the got on the bus yeah. at the airport. It snuck on the bus, and they only realized it when they stopped two hours later. Cause, and you know, the photographer tells, tells me, "I hear this meow the whole time," <laughs> and they don't know where it's coming from. And then they they, they get the driver to, to pull it off, and the cat does not want to go. And they, they, everyone's like, "This cat wants to get to the Chavetz Chaim's cabin for a tikka. He does not want to go, but he had to go." You know. And the next thing you know, we're at the cabin of the Chavetz Chaim. The speakers on the way, each speaker, the Rosh Hashiva of Nachat Salaviyam was speaking, telling personal stories that happened to his father in the Chafetz Chaim. Unbelievable speakers and unbelievable stories, personal stories about the Chafetz Chaim, bringing people into the mood and into how it's going to be and who the Chafetz Chaim was and that he was the Kayin Gadol of, you know, European Jews. By the way, Rabbi Seltzer, and, and, and on top of that, on top of that, as uh, we've been talking about for for months here, um, the the Deer Shoe organization took along the names of everybody who's participating now in the Dafiomi Bahalacha, and that, of course, the centerpiece of that is the Mishnah Brewer, the Sefer of the Chavetz Chaim. So that uh, also 
help bring things together today. And I want to, I would like to go with you on that because a few months ago when I covered Dear Shoes second time around of the Daf Hayomi Ba'alacha, and I went to Abdullah to different testing sites in Nebuch and Yerushalayim, right. I was speaking to some of the people in charge of the issue, and they told me that they just went on a trip to the Kever of the Chofetz Chaim, and they were flying. And I said to myself, wow, how come I didn't get to go on this trip? And the next thing I know, I come back from out of the country last week, and there's a thing, you're going to Radin, and, it, and last time, they said, they had 20,000 people sign up, which was incredible. Right. But the moment people heard about this trip, the numbers went from 20,000 to 50,000 in just a very short amount of time. That means when they're coming, and, and the Gedeim was speaking, said, it's 50,000 names, it's 50,000 names with pain, with tears. And we are the ones who have to dive for these people. And if you would have been at the cover, it was raining when we got there. And... The I can't even explain. You have to hear a video. You have to hear the the, the voices of these gudam. They put every single thing they had into the davening. They broke themselves. You could really hear that they're thinking of the people. All those names. They had a special mishaberach, and they're crying. They're crying. One god left, and the next god is crying and davening and begging the kaddish baruch to you know to bring you know just happiness. And, and Nachas, and Oh, and we could use it. We could certainly use it. Or by Nachman Seltzer is in Belarus. In a moment, he'll tell us where the delegation is right now. We'll be saying to Hillam together, and yes, we need a year of peace and prosperity and health for everybody. Uh, and we will pray for that in just moments here at JM in the AM. Um, Anything else you want to tell us about the yeah. visit to the Chavetz Chaim's Kever? It has very much to do with the Day of Jewish Unity and what's happening right now in Congress and in the, U- in the UN. This, oh, yeah. I just recently came across this story, which I, I feel really brings out the point on the Chavetz Chaim's yard side. Uh, Pinkus, the Chavetz of Racha, went with Rav uh, Hillel Zaks, the, the Chavetz Chaim's grandson, to visit one of his granddaughters who came from communist Russia. She moved to Israel at the end of her life. She was a professor. She wasn't religious. She was a very brilliant lady. And they went to visit her. And they asked her, you know, do you remember your grandfather, the Chavetz Chaim? And she says, you know, I only saw him twice. Once the little girl, and the other when I was about to leave university. And my parents sent me to see him. They were nervous I was not going to be remaining from, which was true. And they sent me to see my grandfather. And she says, I came from Warsaw, which was a cosmopolitan city, and I come to Little Radin, and my grandfather lives in this tiny beer house, and he has a candle, and, he, and it's like, I can't understand how he's sitting there in this house without any light. And I said to him, Zadie, why don't you come out of the darkness into the light? We aren't living in the Middle Ages any longer. There's a modern world out there, right? And she's basically giving him a double-edged jab, because he's, he's living the Torah life, and he's also using, literally, he's living by candlelight. Right. And the Chavaz Chaim says to his granddaughter, he says, do you see the planes flying in the sky? And she says, yes. And the Chavetz Chaim says, they would make a plane, but they gain us the lunar. They will yet create a plane that will fly to the moon. And the Chavetz Chaim predicted the future, that one day NASA is going to build a rocket ship capable of flying to the moon. And then he says, he says to his granddaughter, do you see the bombs the planes are throwing? And he raises his voice and he says, they will yet make bombs. Science will create a bomb capable of destroying the entire world. And the Chavetz Chaim predicted the atom bomb 80 years ago. <sighs> Chilling when then you... Then he says to his granddaughter, Nachum, he yeah. says, that is what they do. 
We create man. We work on improving man. They work on the ultimate destruction of mankind. And I had to tell you this because this is exactly what we're talking about. On his yard site, he predicted this 80 years ago. It is chilling, as you say it, in light of the news of the day and in light of what's going on uh, and and the fear that exists in this world because of the because of the different things that are happening regarding the political world and the world of leadership. It's just uh, nobody knows. We're in such a precarious situation. Nobody knows. Everyone wonders about the future. We have only to rely on the Rabbanu Shalom. That's it. That's exactly. Rabbi Seltzer is with us. Um, Tell us about the day after. Tell us about today after you left the uh, grave of the Chavetz Chaim. After we left the grave of the Chavetz Chaim, it wasn't that long ago. Here we are in Volozhin right now, and on the way to Volozhin of Shlomo Kanievsky, uh, Chaim Kanievsky's son, and the grandson of the stipler and the grandson of Rabbi Yosef spoke, and he told over personal stories about his, his both his grandfathers, and how they exhibited a Satov in their lives. I don't know if we have time to share this, but these are incredible stories that they really bring to life what a Karasatov is and how important it is for a Jew to have a Karasatov in his life. And he spent a lot of time discussing this and trying to tell everybody this is a very important message for us to take into our lives. People do things for us. We need to show them a Karasatov. He said we're coming to a Chaim Volazhin's ever, and he created the method of Torah that we use today, and we have to show him a Karasatov. And he brought, it, he brought, he illustrated that point. And discussing what his grandfathers did. That's what happened right before we got to the lunch. You know, it's interesting you say that because anybody who's gathered in yeshiva today, and obviously the El Zman is uh, is completely, you know, in full gear. Anyone who's gathered in any yeshiva today is, in fact, embarking on a day of Torah study, basically under the guidance of Chaim Volozhin. Wouldn't you say that? Uh, yeah, and that's why it's so apropos. Which it's is so apropos. Un- we're talking about obviously in the hundreds of thousands. Hundreds of thousands, and he his method of learning just il- illuminated the world for all time, and that's why Rav Shlomo kept on saying we owe him tremendous akharsatov and chavetz chaim, and that's what we need to be doing. We need to be saying thank you. And by the way, it's interesting because the best way to david and to say thank you and to david to Hashem is by saying thank you to Hashem for everything we have. And you know how how much better can we do to basically thank you, Rebbeinu for everything you do for us. So you are speaking to us after having davened for a wonderful brand new year for Klal Yisrael at the grave of the Chavetz Chaim, arguably the most important rabbinic figure of the last I don't know 100, 200 years. Anybody could argue whatever they want. I'm not uh, I'm not eliminating anybody else's. Uh, I'm not putting down anybody else's reputation, but we know what the Chavetz Chaim means to the greater Jewish world. And now you are going to say Tehillim with us at the grave of Reb Chaim Volozhin, essentially responsible for whatever method is being used today to study Torah in every yeshiva around the world. That's correct. And I'm just saying, to, responding to what you said about the Chavetz Chaim being the greatest figure, I would say, and I know you're into sports, and I would put it like this, I would say the Chavaz Chaim is definitely on the starting five of Klyostrov <laughs> in the last hundred years. <laughs> they, they all say the Mount Rushmore these days, right? So he would definitely make it. You'd have to say that, that's for sure. 100%. I mean, <laughs> the Mount Rushmore and Haram <laughs> Exactly. Rabbi Nachman Seltzer is with us. A big uh, thank you to those who are in Belarus as they have uh, utilized this opportunity um, through the Achenu organization to arrange this day of Jewish unity. And I want to thank all the schools and all the organizations and all the companies that later today, between now and noon Eastern time, are going to be doing their own Tehillim service with Achenu 
uh, in order to participate in this. And believe you me, we could use these prayers and we could collectively uh, beg the one above to answer our collective prayers. Uh, what we're going to be doing is Rabbi Seltzer has agreed to lead us into Hillam. He will be uh, reciting Psalm number 20 and 130. That's Chaf and Kuf Lamid. We'll do that consecutively in Hebrew. Anybody who would like to participate, uh, again, it's 20 and 130. And then we're going to ask everybody, as Rabbi Seltzer and I, recite the Achenu prayer to recite it along with us. I'll then uh, recite it in English so that everybody out there knows exactly what it is that we are praying for and who we have in mind during this session. And then we will hope and pray that all this collectively, the hundreds of thousands of people together that are participating in this day of Jewish unity, uh, we hope that in fact it will lead to a good ending to this current year and we will be showered with the blessings of the new year with peace and prosperity and health for everybody as soon as the brand new year begins, and even sooner than that, we pray. Uh, Rabbi Seltzer, are you ready to lead us in the uh, recitation of Tehillim of Psalms at this time? I am, Nachum. Go right ahead, and we will follow along with you. Okay. Yancho Adonai b'yom tzara yisagev chashem Elohei Yaakov. Yishlach ezrecha mikodesh umitzion yisadeko. Yizkar kol min chosecha v'ilascha yidash nesela. Yizkar kol min chosecha v'ilascha yidash nesela. Yiten lecha chil Adonai Hoshia Hamelech Yaneinu Vyom Koreinu Shir Hamalos Yimama Kim Krosicha Adonai Adonai Shima Vikoli Tiena Oznecha Kashuvos the Kolta Hanunoi Adonai Shima Vikoli Tiena Oznecha Kashuvos the Kolta Hanunoi Im Avonos Tishmar Yo Adonai Miyamoid Im Avonos Tishmar Yo Adonai Miyamoid 
Nafshi ladonai mi shomrim la boker shomrim la boker. Yachel Yisrael el Adonai kiim Adonai hachesed v'harbe imofedus. Vehu yifte es Yisrael mikol avonosov. Vehu yifte as for our brothers of the whole house of Israel who are in distress or captivity on sea or land, May the all-present have compassion on them and lead them from distress to relief, from darkness to light, and from oppression to freedom. Now, swiftly, and soon. And let us say, Amen.
Oh, 
בין Oh, 
Dedicating this segment to Rabbi uh, David Hofstadter, who I'm sure is very, very upset that I'm doing that, <laughs> but I'm doing it because he has um, he has been at the forefront of this project and a million others when it comes to Torah and Chesed, and uh, what Deershu did today in terms of the um, the people who are studying Mishnabura and sending that delegation to the grave of the Chavetz Chaim, and what Achenu did today in promoting a day of Jewish unity, which included everybody, and is including everybody. Please don't rely on the service that we just had here with Rabbi Seltzer. From what we hear, it was very appreciative, and a lot of people were inspired by what just happened here across the, across the oceans. But don't rely on this. If you're in a school or an organization or a company today, try to get everybody to participate by saying their own chapters of Tehillim, and saying the Achenu prayer. And um, and we'll make this day of Jewish unity hopefully one that uh, God will look upon favorably and uh, will bless us starting now, but especially with the start of the new year with uh, many, many blessings of peace and prosperity and hopefully some common sense among those leaders in this world who have very important decisions to make as we watch a very precarious situation. Plus, on top of that, with the news overnight, uh, there have been a lot of tragedies in uh, in our global Jewish community. And, uh, of course, I'm referring to what happened yesterday, the Fitelowitz and the Baim family, Lower East Side and Riverdale, who were victims in this uh, terrible accident, and we pray for their families, and uh, we announced earlier that the the Bame family will be gathering with family and friends at the Hebrew Institute of Riverdale at 1 o'clock today. That funeral information has been made public. We're still awaiting information regarding our neighborhood and the Fitelowitz family. And um, we need we need a new year of many brachos, many wonderful things, peace, prosperity, freedom, for those who are, are not lucky enough to be free, and good health for everybody. 19 minutes before 9 o'clock, my thanks to Mayor Furtig for taking over yesterday. My thanks to uh, all those who have wished us well as we embark on Season 4 of the Nahum Siegel Network. That begins today. It actually has begun now, I guess we could say, with JM and the AM. Uh, the OU Jewish Reaction Show, I have the privilege of hosting that this season. Big thank you to Ellie Hagler, who's taking a hiatus. And that comes up at 9 o'clock this morning here at JMNAM. And I thank Alan Fagan, who joined us earlier. He's somebody who I joked with him earlier today could have stayed in the business world and avoided all these global issues that the Jewish community is involved with. But he knows the importance, as so many people, young and old in our community, thank God, know the importance of getting involved and being in a leadership role and taking it seriously. I thank him for being here. Tomorrow we'll... Um, Hopefully get an opportunity to lighten things up a bit. Your Achmiel Begun is going to be joining us. The brand new Benny and the Torah Kids project is one, uh, 
is one that um, is being met with great anticipation. And um, we'll speak with him tomorrow here at JM in the AM. In addition, uh, tomorrow we'll have a chance to speak with uh, Israeli basketball legend Tal Brody in the 7 o'clock hour. One of my favorite things to do is another Maccabi Tel Aviv game coming to Madison Square Garden, as you know, on Hoshana Rabbah. And we get the opportunity to uh, speak with him tomorrow, which I'm very, very much looking forward to. Many of you are familiar. Oh, there was one other thing I wanted to mention that um, that uh, has to do with what just happened here in terms of the um, in terms of the special um, uh, service, the Tehillim service that we just had with the with uh, the connection to Belarus, and that is that. Um, and that is that the the people at uh, Achenu are trying to gather photos of those who are participating in the Day of Jewish Unity, and that doesn't just mean that does not just mean the uh, people who were there uh, in Belarus at the different kvarim. It means those who are in schools today participating with your company, organization, whatever it might be. So they want to amplify the message and impact, and they're asking anybody who could submit a photo of either yourself or the group saying to Hillam today, uh, number one, they're asking you to hashtag Day of Jewish Unity, which will spread the word even further, and you could email the photos to dayofjewishunity2015 at gmail.com, dayofjewishunity2015 at gmail.com, and we thank you for that. Anything we could do to spread this word, uh, we are going to do. Rachel Friedman is with us live via telephone. She is the Dean of Lamdenu. Many of you are aware of the fact that uh, there is a new fall 2015 semester starting right after Sukkot, but now Lamdenu is conducting uh, lectures for the high holidays. You can register at lamdenu.org. The lectures take place at Congregation Beth Aaron on Queen Anne Road in Teaneck, New Jersey, and the very first one is tomorrow morning, Starting at 10.15, Dean Rachel Friedman, welcome back to JM in the AM. It's such a pleasure to be on JM in the AM. I am so inspired to listen to you speak about achtut and unity, and that's just what Londinu is about. It's about bringing people together as a community to learn. So thank you for having me, and Shana Tova. Now, Shana Tova, and I appreciate that very much. And I noticed that the first lecture which I believe you're going to be delivering, has to do with the Aleinu prayer. And the reason I say that is because as we get to this time of year, more and more people realize how that Aleinu prayer is all about achdut, not just achdut, not just about unity in the Jewish world, but really beyond that as well. It is our mission, and I certainly don't want to take away any thunder from tomorrow's lecture, (laughs) but it is our mission to remind the world who is king of the world and how this world is going to recognize all that very, very soon. Yes, and it's about bringing our people together in that recognition in Tzvilah and Shuvah, but you are so correct, bringing that message to the world at large. 
And Aleinu, to me, is a tefillah that we often say very quickly because it's at the end of our davening three times a day, but it is such a prominent prayer in the Shemona Esrei on Rosh Hashanah and on Yom Kippur. So it's really an opportunity to use a tefillah that's important to us all year as a way of better understanding the process of tshuva and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So you're absolutely correct. That's exactly where we're going with that lecture. Yeah, it's fun. Funny because uh, <laughs> I sometimes feel glad on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur because of what you just mentioned. The whole year we're running through Aleinu, and then Baruch Hashem, when we get to the high holidays, it turns into rightfully so this high point of davening, especially in the repetition of the Amido, and it becomes this centerpiece of yeah. the entire service. So I, I guess we make it up <laughs> to Aleinu a little bit during this time of year. <laughs> Yeah, we, we return the stolen moments. <laughs> That's for sure. Tomorrow at 10.15, <clears throat> excuse me, and continuing next Wednesday, uh, Rachel Friedman presents the lecture from High Holidays to Every Day, Aleinu as a Lens into Our Prayers, Part 1 tomorrow, Understanding the Prayer of Aleinu, and Part 2, the special role that it has on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. In addition, Dr. Julie Goldstein on Thursday morning on Shuva for the sins we don't commit. That sounds interesting. And then again Thursday, uh, Rabbi Dr. Aaron Siegel starting at 10.15 Thursday morning on the difficulty of asking for forgiveness. You've really gotten to the heart of the matter in terms of pre-Rosh Hashanah lectures, haven't you? We really have tried to, to hit the topics of Shuvat, Milat, Stakat, Torah, bring it all together so that we can all really get into the mood and the process of the Yamim No Ra'im. Absolutely. And that's really just a kickoff of our new season. So I hope that everyone um, looks at our all the great things, the classes and the experiential events that we're going to offer in the fall as well. By the way, the High Holiday Shiorim, everybody, can be sponsored for $360. You can contact Lamdenu at Lamdenu at AOL.com. And just to make it clear, the Thursday lecture is Dr. Goldstein. And then next Thursday, September the 17th, is the one with my Dr. Aaron Siegel on the topic of forgiveness. Why has this worked? Why? And I see for the fall of semester, you have Monday mornings, uh, Tuesday morning and afternoon, Tuesday evenings, Wednesday morning, Thursday morning and afternoon. Why has this worked where you've been able to expand to this point? It's worked because we don't only give classes, but we create meaning in people's lives. We give people an opportunity to learn and ask questions in an interactive and a safe and a supportive environment. We create a learning community. We even have a, a group, and uh, our, our mutual friend Malki is a, a member of that group. We have a group that keeps in touch even when classes are not going on, a WhatsApp group, and they constantly share Torah thoughts and ideas and milestones, and these are people who might be thousands of miles away from each other. So there's something very, very special about the Kesher and the bonding and the learning and the community that we have been able to create in Lamdenu. Um, it begins with caring about Torah and caring about each other and Achtut and the unity of the Jewish people and the world at large. And that's really what we're all about. Uh, in addition to yourself, uh, Rachel Friedman, uh, Dr. Julie Goldstein, uh, Rabbi Daniel Friedman, Rabbi Natty Helfgott, uh, Dr. Michelle Levine, a lot of very familiar names in our community all participate by uh, leading these lectures, these courses, I should say, for the full 2015 semester. And again, I guess what I'm looking at, people could see if they go to the website. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. You can log on to lamdenu.org, and you can email lamdenu at aol.com, and you can see it all.
And all of this begins, oh, no, that's not true. I was going to say it begins the Monday after Yontif, but in reality, it's really the Thursday, two days after Simchas Torah, right? Absolutely. Two days after Simchas Torah, you've got to plunge into that Torah. <laughs> and you'll be able to do that with the Thursday courses on Sefer Yeshayahu and Parsha and Haftorah pointers. There's a lot to learn out there, and I see that you're covering as much as you can this coming semester. <laughs> we are trying, and it's always so inspiring to speak to you about it, Nachum. I wish you a Tivaba Chatimatova and keep up the great, great work. I appreciate that. And before you run, we should make it clear it's open to men and women because we would be shocked that uh, you're getting great representation from from both sides. Am I right? Yes, yes, we are. Um, our high holiday lectures are open to men and women. Our parshata shavua. Uh, many of our classes are open to men and women, and some classes are only for women. So All right, so everyone should that, check that out. Yeah, and uh, see what fits for them. Uh, consider dedicating a shear, everybody. You can um, for details go to lamdenu.org. Rachel Friedman is the head. A uh, happy, healthy, and sweet new year, and good luck with this brand new semester. Thank you so much. to you and yours. The first lecture is tomorrow morning, September the 9th, 10.15, on the topic of From High Holidays to Every Day, Aleinu as a lens into our prayers, and Rachel Friedman will present. Information, lamdenu.org. It happens at Congregation Beth Aaron on Queen Anne Road in Teaneck, New Jersey. Nine minutes before nine o'clock, a very inspiring Tuesday here at JM in the AM. Uh, we continue to um, to pray that the brand new year showers us with uh, peace and prosperity and that all of us uh, who are praying for good health for those who need it, we all need good health, but you know what I mean, those who are in difficult medical situations, that all of them have a refuah shlema very, very soon, that everybody has a happy, healthy, and sweet new year ahead. We are not going to be on the air a week from today. It'll be the middle of the Rosh Hashanah holiday, so it'll be an abbreviated week next week, Wednesday through Friday. This week, though, we are here as we wrap up the year here at JM in the AM, and... uh I thank you all for tuning in. Eight minutes before nine o'clock with Yehuda Green.
Yehuda Green, Imeshkachech, here at JM in the AM. Uh, certain days, it's um, it's comforting that we're able to gather in this fashion. And as a community, uh, do what we did earlier in this radio program, which is uh, pray together and hope together and in some ways dream together that uh, we are closer and closer to... Uh, 
to peace and prosperity and health and um, being showered with blessings for all of uh, for all of our people and for all people we care about, no matter what their background. And I thank those of you. There has been tremendous reaction, as seems to thank God usually be the case when uh, something like this happens, when we're able to together uh, participate in a Tehillim service, a rare occasion, but something that we felt uh, when the Day of Jewish Unity was announced that we should participate in, figure out a way to include everybody out there. And uh, especially with uh, so many people on their first day of school today and so many people starting things off with a brand new slate, so to speak, in many ways, we hope everybody has the year ahead that uh, they've always anticipated. Achenu Bisrael and Achim Achem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Tomorrow we're back. We'll... Uh, have your Achmiel begun here. We'll try to lighten things up a bit with uh, some of his brand new projects. We'll also have Tal Brody, the Israeli basketball legend, joining us in anticipation of the big game coming up uh, on Hoshana Rabba at Madison Square Garden. And plenty more. Um, season four of uh, what we affectionately call NSN uh, comes up, or continues, I should say, next here at jmnam.org. Enjoy all of our amazing programming. And until tomorrow, it's Nachum Siegel reminding you, Remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.